Welcome everybody to Craps Journey Podcast. This is episode 64 and in this episode I'm going to be talking about my Halloween party. Well we just had our annual Halloween party and this year I was able to use the full table that I've talked about in previous podcasts and, and blog posts and I've got a photo of our Halloween party. Uh, it is up on the website. If you're listening to this in a podcast catcher or iTunes or Stitcher, then head on over to crapsjourney.com forward slash 064 and you'll be able to see a photo I took there of our Halloween party. And last year we had a Halloween party as well and I was just using a makeshift half table and I want you to go back to, if you haven't seen that, I want you to go back to episode 53 for all about that one and I've got some photos on there. So that's crapsjourney.com forward slash 053 for that one. That's last year's Halloween party. But this year's, um, using my proper table, um, we had uh, space for up to 10 players. I was gearing up for a big, big crap session. Uh, we had quite a few new players from last year and those that played last year were very keen but they needed a refresher course. Now I'm not a dealer and I'm still trying to work out the best way to get new players quickly into the game without completely confusing them with all the myriad of bets that they can see in front of them on the table because thinking back to 25 years ago when I first started playing craps I watched others and I slowly picked it up that way but I'm talking about quick ABCs to get started with very little pressure. Uh, when you're in the casino, you have pressure. When you're uh, in a party, uh, no cash on the table atmosphere, totally different. So perhaps you've got some ideas for me to uh, be able to impart uh, a quick ABCs of craps for the new player. If so, let me know. Shoot me an email over to podcast at crapsjourney.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm going to instigate a standing Halloween uh, party craps award though. I want there to be two of them. Number one, I want a craps champ with the highest bankroll at the end of the session. And I also want to give an award for golden arm for the longest roll. It, it's just a little bit of fun, but it does get people uh, really engaged with it. Uh, I'll get a little wall mounted uh, award um, where I can put up the names and show it off each year. So it's a perpetual trophy. It won't go to anyone. I'll hang on to it, but it's just, it will have their names on it. I think that would be nice. And, um, and it was a very interesting session that we had. Um, it, it was basically uh, dark siders, pass line players. It was right side, dark side. It was everything. And... Um, they haven't quite grasped the concept of uh, odds yet, but that's okay. Um, they were definitely embracing the dark side. I was very proud of that. Um, they were trying their luck with both sides. Some were switching from dark to light, pass line, don't pass, trying to uh, beat the game. Uh, each player uh, had $150 worth of chips. I purposefully set it low uh, this year. I wanted to see if it would naturally end up with a more conservative betting approach than last year. Last year I gave them $300 each. Um, and yes, it was a very different game to last year. Um, I, was, I, was liter I was humbled again that my party goers 
uh, did embrace the dark side on their first craps outing. Now that's very uncommon, I think, but I think it also comes down to the teacher because I let them know uh, how both sides work. I know when I first started, um, the uh, casino was very much, okay, you play the pass line, that's what you play. And that's sort of what you learn. Then you look at everybody and they're all doing the pass lines. Very rare, especially in Australia, that you have da- that you have don't betters. So um, it, it was quite interesting because I exposed them to that very from the very very first instance. Um, I explained that there's a higher probability for rolling a seven over the other numbers on each roll. And they just worked it out for themselves that, okay, well, then I'll bet dark because that's got the most probability behind it. And uh, that is until one of the players got on a monster roll. It was basically, it was nearly over an hour. It was just banging out the place numbers. They just couldn't seven out. The prop bet players were left scratching their heads, wondering what was going on. Uh, They lost a fair bit of their money. Uh, Last year, it was a horn number fest, and they must have thought that that's fairly common. So they tried to do it again, but hardly any horn numbers came up and they ended up losing a fair bit. Um, I had to call a timeout for uh, drinks and a dessert break. Uh, of course, none of them know about energy draining events or EDEs or, and, and not to break the rhythm of the shooter, but I needed food and I need another couple of beers. So uh, after the break, they continued on for a few more rolls and then seven out. And it was at that point I knew we had our golden arm winner for the night and they were very happy with themselves. Um, somebody asked me, how would I have bet that hand? And I actually felt a bit bad because I would have made quite a lot compared to what everybody else did. And even with a conservative press schedule, uh, it would have left, uh, I, I would have ended up leaving hundreds on the table. Um, but it was, it was then that I realized that what they were missing, they were learning all about the bets, but what they were missing was the benefit of watching what other more seasoned players do at the table. And then I thought, uh, that's, how I, that's how I picked up ideas and learned when I wasn't uh, actively seeking out craps knowledge. Uh, that's how I picked up things, maybe bad habits as well as good things, but that's how you learn. And um, they had nothing to be able to pick up ideas of different bets of what to try and what the outcome of those bets are if they don't see it being done. So in future, even though I'm not I didn't really want to shoot while I was dealing. I think it's best if I deal and play as well. Uh, I can then explain the plays as I make them and others can then play whatever bets they like. If they want to follow it, they can. If they don't, it doesn't matter. And uh, But it, in the end, it was a thoroughly enjoyable night. Uh, I can't wait to get last year's and this year's winners listed up on the wall and then we'll do it all again next Halloween. And uh, P.S., um, for my fancy dress, I called myself the Dice Doctor. Uh, in brackets, I'll put an in inverted commas, if only. Uh, and I had my 80s hairstyle back and I dressed in Doctor Scrubs. So uh, that's why I called myself the Dice Doctor. Uh, definitely, you would not want me operating on you. Uh, I looked thoroughly dodgy. But um, it was a very fun night and uh, good, a good, another good break-in of the table. Uh, after my soccer breakup was successful as well using the craps table. But um, that's it for this session. Uh, Just a reminder, photos up on crapsjourney.com forward slash 064 for this episode. And until next time, I'll talk to you later.